Hi, I'm Kara. Welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast, where together we learn how to embrace imperfection and the messes that life leaves behind and overcome our shortcomings. Together, we will begin to not only see, but to feel who we truly are and who God created us to be. Let's talk. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. And I'm so excited that we get to talk about Noah's wife today. So we need to start off by acknowledging that we know very little about Noah's wife. She really isn't mentioned much in these chapters or in scriptures in general, but there are still a lot of things that we can learn from here. Noah's family is nine generations from Adam and Eve. So Noah and his sons are teaching the gospel to those that are wicked. But we also need to acknowledge that everyone is wicked besides Noah and his sons. Everyone is rejecting them. No one is interested in what they're saying. And in Genesis 6, Noah is commanded to build a ship. We learn how large the ship will actually be in the chapter as well. So just let's just throw out the perspective of this. The, the ark ends up being 450 feet long. 78 feet wide and 45 feet tall. So a 747 airplane is approximately 230 feet long. So we're talking two 747s long was this ark, okay? It's huge. So he's building this ark. It takes a very long time, like years and years and years and years. So long. He's 600 years old when the ark is finally done. Have you ever thought about what Noah's wife had to think of all this? What was her experience? Did she receive some sort of confirmation about the things that Noah had told her? Can you imagine your husband coming up to you one day and telling you that he felt he needed to build some <laughs> sort of ship that didn't make sense because you lived in the desert? Um, but I imagine that... Noah's wife, since she was able to be on the ark, was a covenant-keeping woman that she had made covenants, that she was righteous, and that she desired to follow God and what he had asked. And I can't imagine that she wouldn't take some sort of time to have some confirmation or allow the Spirit to touch her heart to be able to support him. I'm sure she had some part in some form of building this ark. Maybe not the literal building, but I am positive she took care of Noah after a long day and during his long days. But maybe she contributed to the ark in some way. Maybe there were things that needed to be made out of cloth or something like that, that she literally contributed to the ark. Was she part of the gathering or sorting or arranging of animals in the ark or I don't know. It's just interesting to think about where she fit into the story because she fit in. She is a part of this story. She is Noah's wife. And we often say, oh, the story of Noah and the story of Noah's Ark. But I think it's just as much her story as it is his. To have your husband building a huge ship for over a hundred years while people hated him and sought his life and mocked him, that would be wearing on both of them. That would cause a lot of worry for me if I felt like my husband was being sought after and mocked and everyone hated him, right? Like 
that would just be wearing for him and for her. She must have been a righteous woman to be asked to fulfill the role of his partner through this building process and even the flood. But we also need to acknowledge her daughters-in-law. She had three daughters-in-law that also came along. They were asked to be on it as well and to fulfill this role of starting the world again. I love the parallel that can be found of Christ here. The entire world needed a second chance. Everyone couldn't be destroyed, but a few righteous that the earth but a few righteous could be saved and the earth would be washed clean and mankind could find another chance. That is what Christ did for us. The entire world needs a second chance and a third and a fourth and a fifth, etc. We would be destroyed without our Savior. And as we do what we can and we repent, we can be made clean and have another chance because of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So we always talk about the animals came two by two, <laughs> but clean animals came by sevens and unclean animals came by two. So there were a lot of animals on this ship. A lot, you guys. And I think often we're like, oh, there were so many animals just with the two, but there were animals that there were seven of. So they have all these animals on their ship, and then there's Noah and his wife and his three sons and his son's wives, and they are the eight people that got on the ark. Anyone could have gotten on the ark. Everyone was invited. Eight people decided to get on the ark that day. We are welcome to get on a spiritual ark anytime we want. We just have to take the steps to do it and trust in the Lord. Once they got on the ark, well, first it rained for 40 days. It rained for over a month. That is a lot of rain. I live in the desert and it does not rain like that here. It did not rain like that where Noah lived. And that's why people mocked him for building an ark. But it rained for over a month and then the ark started to float. So the water covered the earth completely for 150 days, which is five months. They were on the ark for a total of 375 days. So they're on the ark for over a year. I cannot even imagine being on a boat for over a year with the same eight people. And maybe they had had children while they were on the ark. I'm not sure. And all those animals. I'm sure it smelled terrible. I'm imagining that it wasn't always comfortable and always just a happy-go-lucky life. So from day 150 to day 375, the waters began to recede, but there was a lot of water, so it took some time for all of that water to go down. The last time we hear about Noah's wife is in Genesis 8:18, and it says, And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. So they found land and they went and they lived their lives and helped repopulate the earth. So what can we learn about the love of the Lord for women through Noah's wife? Because we really don't know a lot about her in her life, except 
we can see that she was an amazing woman. She was willing to follow the prophet and willing to trust in the Lord and a covenant-keeping woman. We learn that the Lord will watch over and protect covenant-keeping women. If we are doing our best to live our covenants and follow the guidance of the prophet, the apostles, and our own personal revelation, he will watch over and protect us. He will allow a way to flee from wickedness. He gave them an ark. We won't always have an ark, but we have temples. We need to be willing to repent and come to him. We need to be humble. And when we do, he will uplift us and strengthen us in our trials and in all that we're striving to do. I'm sure life on the ark was anything but ideal or easy. However, I imagine that each person was given strength to keep going when it was difficult. Just like we are. We can ask for strength. And even though sometimes it feels like we don't get it, if we get through that day, then we've been given it. We just need to seek his hand in our lives. The water eventually lowered. The dove came back with a branch of an olive tree, and then a few days later, it didn't come back at all, which meant there was land for them. And so it will be with us, the trials and the hardships, the waters in our lives that seem to never recede. They will end. Heavenly Father will bless you for your efforts. He will bring dry land back into your life again. He loves you. He is grateful that you're willing to trust in him and and in what he is asking you to do. You will be blessed for your efforts. You are a covenant-keeping woman of God who is striving to do your best to follow him. You have all the reason in the world to look up and have joy. He is beside you in the floods and the ark parts of our stories. The waters will recede. We will be able to get off the ark and we will find the rainbow that he has given to us. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're willing to help me out and you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. Leaving a review is actually extremely helpful as well and allows other people to find the podcast. So if you are enjoying listening, please leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, today you are enough.